This is Bigger Pockets Daily, real estate investing education for your earballs. The following article was first published on biggerpockets.com/blog. We'll link to it in the show description, but you can see the photos, comments, and related articles. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Attention newbies! Stop rushing to buy your first home before your lease expires. By Scott Trench It's June 1st, and Sally is considering buying her first home. She's paying $1,500 in rent to her landlord, and her lease ends on July 31st. Sally approaches her real estate agent and tells him that she wants to purchase a property no later than July 31st. Her budget is up to $350,000. Her agent is delighted to hear from Sally, as she is a motivated buyer with a deadline and a budget, meaning sure business for him. He immediately begins showing properties close to her maximum price, and they go under contract on an average home for $335,000 by the end of June, closing a few days before July 31st. Sally happily moves in, glad to have beaten her deadline and her budget. This seems like a pretty standard transaction, and your typical middle-class American is usually delighted with this outcome. Except... This premise is absolutely absurd. A purchase plan like this gives the purchaser extremely high odds of ending up with the worst possible outcome and very little chance of getting a great deal on that all-important first home purchase. Stop making false deadlines. Just think about this for a second. 
Sally made two egregious errors in her plan. First, she purchased a property that stretched her close to her financial limits, ensuring that she will not rapidly build wealth. That's another discussion entirely. Second, and the major point of this whole podcast, is that she created a false deadline for herself that rushed her into making the most important financial decision of her life thus far in a hurry. False deadline, you ask? Her lease expired on July 31st. She had to buy before then. Otherwise... And to this I'd respond, Otherwise... What? The fact that Sally's lease expires on July 31st should have nothing to do with her decision of when and how to buy her first property. The fact that her lease is ending is a terrible reason to rush your first home purchase decision. So the point of this podcast is to show you the absurdity of creating this false deadline for yourself and the potential it has to be one of the most costly mistakes you can make financially. You see, the thing about leases is that they are almost always negotiable. Consider this. If Sally had asked her landlord to go month to month for a few months, would the landlord have acquiesced? Many landlords, myself included, will happily go month to month with a quality tenant at a higher rate, especially if they are preparing to buy a first home. Turnover is costly, and delaying that turnover while receiving extra rent is usually a great thing for landlords it will often offset even the costs of having to advertise the property for rent and find a new tenant in the off-peak season. In spite of the fact that it might sting a bit to pay more rent, Sally should absolutely go month-to-month at a higher rate instead of timing her first home purchase around the expiration of her lease. If Sally pays an extra 100 to 250 bucks per month for a few months while patiently searching for a great deal, she might suffer out-of-pocket expenses of 600 to 1500 bucks over a six-month period. At the high end, $1,500 is 0.5% of a $300,000 home purchase. Again, that's 0.5%. That $1,500 is an immaterial amount of money in relation to the size of the financial decision at stake. <laughs> I'd argue that the odds are excellent that Sally finds a much better deal over a six-month period with patient and methodical research and no pressure to move quickly. And I'd argue that Sally finds it much easier to negotiate terms and price of a property once under contract with the seller without the self-inflicted, artificially constructed pressure of a looming lease termination date. Influencing her decision-making. Just remember the big picture. I'd argue that removing this ridiculous deadline from her decision-making process could be worth tens of thousands of dollars to the Sallies of the world, who otherwise might be rushing into their first home purchase. But my landlord simply won't sign a month-to-month with me, Sally might say. Then move to a rental that will go month-to-month. I am completely aware that no one likes moving unnecessarily. Eh, Too bad. This is a necessary move when considering your first home purchase. (laughs) You're talking about taking a couple of crappy weekend days during which you temporarily move out of one rental and into another while you search for your first home purchase. The stakes are too high to fail to deal with the temporary discomfort of potentially having to move. Sally must accept this option as a possibility and be willing to take action and move if necessary. 
Sally might make a decision that is 10, 25, or maybe even 50 grand better without pressure than she might under pressure. So being able to walk away is a card that you must have at the negotiation table, and it's particularly important to the very people who voluntarily discard it from their hand by failing to find a temporary housing solution while searching for their first home purchase. Suck it up and move multiple times in a year if you don't have the option to reasonably rent month to month in your current place. And here's the conclusion. Time and again, people come to me with premises just like this. They tell me that they plan to buy a first home or to house hack, but they must make their purchase by a certain date when their lease expires. They're rushing into several hundred thousand dollar decisions in order to save a few hundred bucks and a little bit of a potential headache. They lose the forest for the trees. Don't do this to yourself. Do not put yourself under pressure to make a decision quickly. Sure, a few hundred or thousand dollars in increased rent beyond your current monthly rent may seem like a lot of money, and it is a lot of money, but it's not a lot of money in the context of a several hundred thousand dollar first home purchase that is likely to be the largest financial transaction you have undergone in your life to that point. Understand the stakes and understand the context. Pay the extra rent, move if necessary, and give yourself the extended timeline you need to give yourself the best possible odds of making a quality decision. Okay, pretty good stuff, right? Thanks for taking time to listen to this article. Now remember, the Bigger Pockets calculators are powerful tools to help you make sound investing decisions. You can get five free reports at biggerpockets.com slash calc. And pro members get unlimited use. I'll see you back here in 24 hours or less.